Society tells us that reaching our goals requires strain and grit, hard work and dogged persistence. But sometimes this type of commitment works against our intended outcome. When we stick to a very specific vision of what it is we want to manifest, we inevitably narrow our future. The more we try and control, the less space we leave for surprise, and oftentimes, the more we feel let down. While we can't control what happens to us, we can control the intentions we set and the way we work toward manifesting them. And when we have the courage to detach, once those intentions are set, we expand, we open ourselves to new ideas, opportunities, and we connect more fully with the universe's infinite organizing power. That is an excerpt from Deepak Chopra's recent Instagram post, and the reason I'm reading it is because it is in exact alignment with the Surrender Gym, my upcoming three-month mastermind that starts January 6, 2020. If you'd like more information, go to surrendergym, that's G-Y-M dot com. Now to our episode. What does true wellness mean to you? I'm Claudia Cometa, and that is the question I will be leading with in the Minding Wellness podcast. Each and every week, I will bring you experts who will share their personal wellness journeys and their insights into what it means to mind our wellness. Health is a state of body. Wellness is a state of being. Let's dive into improving our state of being. This week on the Minding Wellness Podcast, I interview Jennifer Dixon. Jennifer is an ex-energy trader and developer, now full-time yoga teacher and studio owner with a young online yoga-inspired fitness business. She's a wife and mom of two humans, two dogs, two cats, and four chickens, and she constantly strives to balance the demands of these roles with the role of small business owner. Besides yoga, she loves to be outside in the woods or by the water, and she tries to teach her children and students the importance of spending time both in nature and on their mats. We had such a great time being real in this episode. In fact, she and I were laughing before we even hit record. She's a genuinely authentic soul with a passion for the work that she does, and I hope you find value in this episode. Here we go. Jennifer Dixon. Oh my gosh. We just had such a fabulous conversation. Too bad you all didn't get a chance to hear it because I wasn't <laughs> recording, but uh, I love meeting people that I would not otherwise meet. And this is uh, some of the pro of social media. So thank you so much for coming on, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. It's an, it's an honor to get to be a part of your podcasting journey. I'm so excited and honored myself to have you on here. So thank you so much. As I start with each episode, what does true wellness mean to you? I've been thinking about this because I have been binging and perhaps a little bit of online stalking you and listening to what <laughs> other people's responses were because I didn't want to sound silly. But my true mindfulness and wellness to me is it's more than just getting up and feeling feeling well. And it's and it's more than just um, you know, controlling the squirrels. It's it's kind of all in there together, like knowing when to listen to your body to push yourself harder, to, to slow down, to say yes to something, to say no, and just really sh- striving to 
balance the the yin and the yang of life whether it's okay i'm going to have a cookie today but that doesn't mean i need to have six of them i'm just going to have one and true true wellness to me is is finding and striving for that balance mm, yes and the word that sticks out to me is the knowing. Cause I do think that we do have so much knowing and we have our, you know, we have the internal guidance that we so rarely tap into. And I do think that there is a knowing and sometimes we just have to have to tap into that a little bit more often. So yes. And you, you started this out perfectly. Cause as we go through your journey, which will be my next question is let's talk about your journey to what you're doing now. Um, and I, I love that you did a little bit of binging and, and studying and researching. Cause that is absolutely what my type a personality would have done in this situation. So let's, with that, segue into your background, history, and how you got to where you are now. Sure. So I guess, oh, about 10, maybe a little bit more than 10 years ago, I was really, really, really into the hardcore fitness. I loved CrossFit. My sister and I were training for the Disney Marathon. I've, I've been exercising in some shape or form since before it was cool for girls to do it. And um, I hurt myself. I hurt myself really bad. Somewhere in the Philadelphia Half Marathon, I ended up stopping. I have no idea what I did. And then my life kind of crumbled because I had always identified myself with this being strong. I've always, you know, ran or lifted weights or something and I hurt myself so bad I couldn't do it anymore. And so I went through what ended up being eight rounds of four epidural shots because I have a herniated disc in my L5. And, um, you know, once it's herniated, you know, it's kind of always injured. So there's no such thing as a, a magic pill. And the next step, the doctor said, is you're going to have to have surgery. And I wasn't quite 30 at the time. And my dad had already had surgery on his back and I'd seen the ramifications of that. And again, I always want to make, make sure that I'm not judging anybody if they do choose that route, but I didn't want that for myself. And, um, so my, my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time. He was like, why don't you try yoga? And I was like, yoga's for sissies. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, you know, famous last words, right? And um, he took me to my very first heated power class. And at the beginning of the class, I couldn't get out of my car without using, I call them the, the oh my crap bars. I couldn't get out of my car without those handles. I was using the rails to go up the stairs. And then at the end of class, I could bend over and touch my toes and it didn't hurt. And I have no idea at the time. I had no idea what it was, but I was, I knew from that day I was hooked because this was going to fix my back. And I have been practicing yoga almost every day since then, you know, with some exceptions for, for having kids and all that. And at the time it was the best, I guess, compliment to what I was doing. Cause I was an energy trader, like we were talking about a little bit. And I had a very, very stressful job. I mean, my folks would come into the job and like, their eyes would get huge because we'd have eight, I think I had 10 monitors at one point, you know, four different computers working and four or five keyboards. And I used to think I thrived when I had at least three or four things going on at the same time. Like five was like my optimal. And um, it took me basically until almost this year to kind of figure out, you know, maybe that's not thriving. <laughs> and, and so I used the yoga to help me calm down those squirrels that were always going because I was always overstimulated. And then fast forward to 2015, my husband and I were both laid off the, the same week, right? The week of Halloween in 2015, right after I'd had my first child, 
we moved home, lived in his father's basement apartment, and I kind of had a crisis of conscience, so to speak, crisis of conscience, so to speak, because I've always been this person. And then I was, you know, that worked and then I was unemployed and I was at home with my daughter and I loved every minute of it. And even though I applied and I interviewed with several other inter energy companies, nothing seemed right. And so the day I signed the paperwork to buy the business, I also interviewed for an energy job that was local here to me in Chattanooga. And it was at that moment that I decided that the corporate life, the, the multi, the plenty of money, income, the fancy cars and all that, that didn't have to be me anymore. And so that was the end in 2016. I've been a full-time entrepreneur practicing yoga, teaching yoga, helping to transfer, transform lives like ever since. Wow. What a story. Um, yeah, I can relate to a lot of parts of this. Um, I have only ever had two monitors at work first, so that is one difference. <laughs> However, I did feel super productive with my two monitors. I can only imagine the amount of monitors you had going on. And I think that this is such a um, dis-ease of our society yes. of you know, how full can our calendars be? How much can we say we did at the end of the day? And yep. that's how we measure our success, our worth as people, as humans. And I, you know, listening to your story, I, um, I almost feel the, you know, the, the moving into 2015 and then this, both of you being laid off, which I can only imagine the stress that goes into that and the wondering why in the world is this happening? And, um, you being a very productive, you know, person at work, like how is this happening to me? And then, you know, having to move home and live in a family member's basement and sort of just like the breakdown before the breakthrough, like it almost kind of had to ha have, you know, you know, and the question I guess I'm getting at is, do you think you would have ever made the transition into being a yoga studio owner, instructor, et cetera, if it did not get to the point of that deep of a breakdown? No way. No way. I have tiptoed into entrepreneurship since, oh my gosh, I, I mean, I paid my way for my first middle school trip when I was, I think, 12 or 13. So I've always had side hustles and I've always, my husband and I, that's how we paid for our honeymoon. We flipped a house and we went to Greece and Turkey. So we've always done things on the side, but I always had the safety and security of that fat paycheck and insurance, you know, mm -hmm. and had I not had that stripped away from me and then the six months living on, you know, unemployment and the severance package just to see, you know what? I really don't need to make that much money every single month. Like, believe it or not, you can survive on less than $10,000 a month. Mm -hmm. That sounds insane. But at the time I didn't think that. And, um, so once I had it stripped away from me and it became abundantly clear that we didn't need all of that stuff, that's like this light bulb went off and it's like, okay, so you know, you didn't like doing that. You know, you hated the hours. What do you love? And I've, I have loved yoga since the very first time I took that heated power yoga class. And so that's when I started being like, well, maybe I could start a yoga studio or, and I found a yoga studio that was for sale. And you know, you always want to buy a business when it's kind of on the down part so that you can turn it around and change it and make it yours. And so I, that's exactly what happened. I found a yoga studio for, for sale. I took it over and it took, about a year for me to figure out what on earth I was doing because <laughs> I, I knew how to practice yoga. I knew how to teach yoga. I did not know how to lead 
yogis and I still am learning every single day. Don't get me wrong. And then after the first year, the, that's when I learned a lot about me. I think we've talked about, you've talked about that a bit on your, your podcast, this one episode in particular about entrepreneurship. It's like, that's, that's where you learn a lot about yourself. And so over the last couple of years, it's been all about building the systems in place so that I don't have to do every single thing that building the team. And I have the most amazing team of ladies that are just, they are into thrive every bit, if not more than I am. And I couldn't do it without them. And so that's where we are. We're now at this, this, three and a half, four year mark where it's the the brick and mortar business. We we're doing awesome and I'm trying to build us up into a bigger, bigger audience. And so that's where we have the online part. I, I completely agree that there are definitely events in my life that had they not have happened. And, you know, I also think back to what you mentioned, which was you did put out some resumes and apply to some jobs and they didn't come through, which, you know, I, I'm a huge believer that the universe will give us what we, you know, they will, it will give us the signs that we are supposed to be paying attention to. And had yep. you maybe had gotten an interview or, or been offered a job, the path would have been largely different. And so sometimes when it looks like, you know, how could, you know, somebody who's very well versed in this energy you know, sector of, of business not be granted an interviewer offered this job where it looks like we could internalize that as failure. It was yep. a necessity for you to have to look at the only other option. And I also completely resonate with the fact that we do, we do put a story in our heads that we have to make X amount. We could never live without this paycheck or this insurance. And the reality yeah. is... <laughs> not the case. Yeah. And we don't, we have to be put in a position to, to just not have it, to know that. (laughs) So you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. So really, really interesting. Okay. Tell me a little bit about the shift for you going from, you know, very type A hustle, you know, very multitasking, uh, probably the most multitasking. I think I've heard it in a while with how many monitors and uh, we talked a little about college too, but going from that scene and that sort of societal norm to entering the yoga world, which is like, couldn't be more opposite. Kind of take me through the (laughs) shift in mindset you've had. And you mentioned that, you know, you're still a student as I feel like we all are. Right. I mean, and that's, I feel like if we ever feel like we're not, then we're, we're not, there's there's something wrong, right. With, with our mindset and that, even in that situation. So so kind of take me through that, that sort of mental shift of do, 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 and my worth is tied to my productivity, to, to the yoga mentality. Well, I wish I could say that I have it figured out, but I don't because that type A personality is there. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle a lot with the, that, cause it's still in me, you know, even to this day at any given point in time, I have like 10 windows open on my laptop, which is why my laptops die all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I am struggling. I, I probably a lot more. So this year, 2019 has been the year of, you know what, you don't have to do all that. And this year in particular with the studio, we had our, my, we had our hands and all sorts of stuff. And it kind of came to a head in the fall where I, we talked a little bit about it before the recording where I was just with my husband and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm doing too much. I'm signing on for too much. And you know, I've been in the business for three years of the quote yoga business where we're supposed to be calm and tranquil all the time. And here I was every bit running around like a chicken with my head cut off every bit as much as I was in the corporate world. So it's, it's been a ongoing process to create that space for someone else to be able to 
let go and find space, which is a yoga studio, that which is our community, that doesn't, <laughs> that hasn't for me at least always been a very tranquil thing behind the scenes. <laughs> it's something that I'm working towards, which is why I love the idea of your, your mastermind coming up. It's like, you don't have to do a thousand different things. You can do a couple of things. You don't have to live in this constant stress world and that's okay. And you'll still, like you said, the universe, like you'll still be doing what you need to be doing. I, um, I believe too, that you creating this space, both, you know, both in theory and in an actual physical space for the fact that we are moving forward imperfectly, you know, you feel like you are moving forward imperfectly, but you have a, um, a knowledge base and an experience and a passion for yoga. And you can share that even if on any given day, it's not in a, perfect form or in a perfect way. And that is just such a life lesson for those of us who have valued and veered toward perfectionism. And just like, that's a life lesson just in and of itself for, for us. And I, you know, I struggle too with coming from a, from a, you know, from a pharmacy background and where, I mean, we had to know, like, that was the thing, you know, you don't just not know in pharmacy. I mean, if somebody comes up with a question, you either know, or you better find the answer. And so knowing, knowing all is kind of part of it. And and there's a bit of imposter syndrome, you know, when you're trying to shift and you don't have a degree to prove why you can do this or, you know, you had the yoga training for sure, but, you know, to become a business owner and I didn't have an MBA and just all of these things of, you know, but am I doing this right? And um, the reality is, is, is the, you know, our, our society and those around us just need the space, you know, for us to create that space for them to learn. And yeah, that's kind of the intention and definitely the intention of the mastermind is just to create that space and the community around a similar guided principle and, um, and to sort of quiet that external societal encouragement of hustle and, and knowing all and doing all and being all the things. And, um, that doesn't necessarily serve, serve anybody super well. So it doesn't screw the hustle. Yes. That's the hashtag for this episode. <laughs> that's, that's right. You were talking a little bit about goals and I'm usually not like a new year's resolution person, but since this is not sort of the end of the year, in fact, I usually kind of do the ant antithesis of new year's resolutions because they bother me so much. Um, but that's, that has been as a result of the, this year and this experience as an entrepreneur, like I am a hundred percent on board of what do I have to do versus what do I want to do? And then eliminating, like bringing that back down to the minimums to maintain that piece. And that, that like we talked about screwing the hustle, we don't have to be doing 5,000 things at one time. And so that's my 2020 goal is to just really get clear on the things that are important, focus on those, make those be amazing and everything else, everything else will fall into place. Yes. I think so much about the fact that 2020 is, um, is, is a symbol, right? The year 2020 and, and visual acuity of 2020, right? Like let's gain some clarity in 2020 over the fact that a lot of our stressors are so self-imposed oh and gosh. the things that we hold ourselves to and require of ourselves, it's, it's all so, so self-imposed. So, I mean, I, you know, we talked a little bit about before about how I, I'm, I'm actually resistant to like my body resists stress. It's like, I can't, I'm not doing it. So, so yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, 
part of your yoga teaching and your yoga practice, I'm sure is um, in addition to the actual moves that you do, um, it's also helping people with mental shifts. So, um, you know, let's kind of talk through somebody who is um, where you were, which was yoga is, you know, it's out there. It's woo woo. Um, you know, maybe somebody, maybe their boyfriend or family member is telling them, let's go try yoga because you're in pain or for whatever reason, let's just try it as a, as a potential outlet. What are some of your, um, pieces of advice for people who are thinking the way you thought? So you've been there and done that. And, um, and how would you open sort of their minds to this practice and how it might be incorporated into their lives? That's a good question. So yoga for me, came to me because it helped me feel better. And then it has stayed with me, not just because it makes me feel better physically, but it also helps me to calm down in this world of overstimulation. Like my phone, even though it's on do not disturb has clicked like six times since we've been talking, right? Like (laughs) we're just way too stimulated. And the consistent, the one consistent thing that has helped me to be unplugged, to calm down, to find that stillness in the last 10 plus years has been that yoga practice. And so I guess if you were new to it, the the biggest encouragement would be to try it, to experience what it is like, especially if you're type A and you're like running around like a chicken with your head cut off all the time, try it and just see what it feels like to have the absence of the squirrels, to see what it feels like to find that peace that comes when you're moving mindfully, when you're connecting your body with your breath and, and then just see what happens over time, because the more you do it, the more things will change it. You know, with my, with wellness, it's not just about physical movement. It's about your mentality. It's about your diet. And it's amazing how all of these things are tied into the connection. Like we've even talked about this conversation about the connection between our minds and our bodies. And so the more that you're practicing, the more that you're connecting that mind with your body, everything else just falls in place. The squirrels will start to slow down. Your food choices change, your desire for activity changes. Like it all just changes organically. The more and more you come back to that awareness that you have to connect that mind and body and the more you practice doing it. Yeah, I definitely agree with the, you know, to step a little bit outside of your comfort zone. And, and I do think that the heavy, intense exercise is becoming a comfort zone for a lot of people. You know, you mentioned CrossFit and I'm not being anti-CrossFit or, um, you know, anti any one particular exercise, but I do think that our society has sort of moved towards this, like the harder the workout, the, the better, you know? And, um, and so it may be outside of some people's comfort zones to not have a, a an exercise outlet that looks like that or feels like that or like you're in you know severe pain afterwards like because that's kind of become the the norm and the the preferred way and I, I love that yoga is becoming way more mainstream and and so that's not the case for everybody but I do kind of feel like we're moving towards this um, this the more difficult the better kind of approach and so um, even though it might feel out of your comfort zone I think just just trying it and hearing your story of you also feeling, and I think that a lot of people have, have some resistance to it. You know, I, the first time I took yoga, honestly, I, um, it, it was a little strange for me cause it was like, Oh, we're trees now, you know, and I didn't get it. I this was years ago. This is yeah. year. This is very like in the midst of my type A, I'm like, I'm not a tree. I don't get this. I could be, you know, I could be being productive right now. What am I doing? So, um, I didn't get it then, but I, you know, I think it took a few times for me. And so also don't give up after the first time, I guess would be some um, advice from my end, but 
Um, I, I do love how it incorporates mind and body and not, not all exercise type outlets um, do that. And so I, I love, definitely love that um, piece of it. So what, um, what are some of your sort of self-care practices that have maybe arisen out of your journey into yoga that maybe you didn't have before? So, you know, um, what may, maybe were you neglecting when you were in the more corporate hustle type of world that now you're more aware of and attentive to now, and you can also help your students with as you have learned in that journey for yourself? Sure. So, I'll tie back into one thing that you said while answering this question. Your yo, I still don't resonate with classes where it says become a tree because that <laughs> that type A in me, it's like, dude, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm in class. I'm trying to balance for crying out loud. Okay. <laughs> and so like, so you don't like, I, I don't want anybody to think like, oh my, and different teachers are going to teach differently. That's I'm generally a very physical person. And so my practices are very physical. And again, I came from that like CrossFit and hard on your body type of exercise. So my yoga practice is still very physical. But what has changed is before when I was in corporate America and when I wasn't the same sort of in tune, I guess, is that I, I have had the Ple- the pr- the pleasure. I mean, that's honestly what it is. I've had the the ability and the pleasure of getting to be more in tune with myself. Is I know when I need to push myself. And you know what, yoga, you can you can freaking push yourself. You know, like there there you can get very strong in part- I'm in different types of yoga. But on the flip side, because there is that personal relationship, um, this might sound a little cheesy because I I do have this relationship with my body and with my mind. I know when to slow down Mm -hmm. and I know when to maybe say, Oh, Jennifer, you're being lazy. So let's step this up a bit. And before when it was just, I would go, I would work my 12 hour shift. I would hit up the last wad of the day, kill myself and do things that I probably shouldn't have done after sitting for 12 hours, you know, and, and there's, that wouldn't happen anymore. There would be a little bit more of attention to the cause and effect. This happened. So let's make this happen. I hope that answered your question. No, it's, no, it's great. I actually love that you pointed that out because I did also learn that not everybody is swaying like trees. And um, I, you know, sometimes your first impression can be what you generalize among all of it. And so I, I think that it's important to point that out and that, yeah, honestly, I have been through some yoga classes that are extremely physical to the point where I didn't feel like I could um, I could like, it was a little bit too, like too advanced for my level of understanding and ability, even though I had also, you know, been a runner and a, and a heavy exerciser. So I, I do think that it can be the practice that you need it to be, I guess is the point. Um, there, there are options for everybody. And, um, even though, you know, maybe like a singular, uh, concept runs through all of them with regard to connecting mind and body. Um, I think that, yeah, you can get out of it what you would like and, and choose your type of yoga that sort of resonates most with you. So yeah, yeah, I absolutely, I love that. So what, how is your family um, on board or not on board with this? So, um, you know, what, what you, you and your husband both got laid off, you went the yoga, you know, the yoga studio route. What did, you know, what, how did your family support or get confused over this path? Uh, how, how was the support around it? 
So when I first started yoga, I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're, I, we kind of joke and say we're the belt buckle of the Bible belt, right? <laughs> so the fact that I got into yoga, that was a little bit scary for my parents. And that's when we had to have kind of the, the heart to heart being like, you know, you guys did your best to bring me up and to form the things of what I know is right and wrong. And you have to trust that what you did is going is right and it's going to stick with me and so it was a little bit scary at first but then my family also saw the changes in me like not only was i not hurting but i was my husband will tease me all day long he's like he, i became a nicer person you know because i wasn't so stimulated all the time because even if it was just 60 minutes or 90 minutes every single day i got to disconnect for that little bit i became less high strung and the longer and longer it's practiced the more and more people in my life have seen it so they became more on board with the idea of the practice over time now when i took over the studio and i turned effectively talked myself out of the high paying job mm -hmm. <laughs> that definitely shocked them i have a saint of a husband and <laughs> He was like, are you sure? And, but he has always been a hundred percent supportive of whatever you want to do. We'll figure out a way to make it work. And so in that regard, I'm, I'm so lucky and I'm so blessed that I have his support and he's actually at the studio today. He's not working today so that I can have this day off to, to do this conversation with you and to work on some things behind the suit, the scenes. So I have this overwhelming support from my, my husband, my parents thought I was a little crazy because they have even when I was little, I knew that I was going to be, I, whatever I was going to do, I was going to make lots of money because I never wanted to have to worry about money. My dad reminds me of that all the time. And um, so it was a little bit interesting that they knew that I totally turned my back and went into a way that wouldn't provide that same sort of level of comfort and stability. But I, my dad is, is a serial entrepreneur and my mom, my mom's side of the family had small business owners. So they kind of get it too. Mm -hmm. Nice. And I have an amazing support group. So my kids, my, my parents are taking the kids this weekend. So I wouldn't be able to do it without the support. That's yes. For sure. I think that is such a huge, huge piece because if there's resistance at every, every corner, it's hard to, to keep that uh, focus on the journey that, you know, you have to go down. So I, I love that you've got all that support and kudos to your husband for, for allowing this to happen. Uh, what's his name? Let's shout him out. <laughs> Judson. His name is Judson. <laughs> Thank you so much, Judson, for, for allowing Jennifer and I to have this conversation. Um, I always, you know, we got to shout out our hubbies. I think they, they um, don't always get, you know, the, the praise they need. So um, I, I, I love that. Yeah. How do you, with your kids, how do you encourage a yoga practice with them? Are they open to it? Are they resistant to it? Cause it's what mom does and it's not cool. How does it, how does it play into the, the kid realm? Well, right now they're two and four. So everything my husband and I do is the coolest thing. Yes. So I, I'm going to rock that for as long as possible. I know it's probably going to stop in the next few years. So um, let me ride this little happy train. <laughs> so, you know, I brought, I took my yoga mat out this morning. My son went and got his yoga mat. It's just one of those. I don't tell them what to do. They see what I do and they emulate it where they go, they go to a couple of different Mother's Day Out programs and one of them offers yoga two days a week and I love that. And so to me, it's, and this is where I'm gonna struggle because this is type A to type A, I guess. I'm gonna be like, and I, and I do struggle with it, like here, this is how you do warrior two and I have to remember he's two. He doesn't know <laughs> what it is. 
with, you know? And, and so for me, it's been a learning journey. It is humorous. And, and I just laugh now because he, he's learning what his arms and his feet are, you know, like, and so it's a beautiful thing to watch, but I, I'm also trying to be very nonchalant, like, yeah, if you want to, you can, if you don't, you don't have to. And that's going to be a an awesome opportunity for growth on my own part. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can totally feel that, you know, the type A trying to pop through, but the, but the surrendered yogi soul like <laughs> popping through on the other side. So, uh, and I love the approach of if they see you do it without it being forced upon them, they're a lot more, you know, curious and open to it than if, you know, which is, which is the case in most everything in parenting, but, but yes, rock the two and four year olds because, um, <laughs> we, um, slowly become uncool. Although I think I'm mostly still cool to my 11 year old. There are moments when I, I get a look that I didn't used to get. I'm like, oh, that's not where we're at. Okay. <laughs> and then you just, and then you just start embodying the uncoolness. Like then, and then it just becomes like, well, I'm just going to maximize that. Cause that's not what that's, I'm going to own that now. So anyway, <laughs> parenting is so fabulous on so many levels. So, um, I just kind of love you, Jennifer. I don't <laughs> like, I'm just so happy that the universe brought us together. And I love that you are, so just real and down to earth. And I think that you bring a level of understanding of yoga and what it can be to everyone. I think you can be the, you know, the representative of yoga for the every person, because um, I think a lot of people feel like it can't be accessed because, you know, I would have had to go to India for three months and, you know, be, you know, in the eat, pray, love book. And, you know, like they think it, it requires some, enlightened level that can only be had through uh, a dedicated, you know, lengthy practice outside of life where I, where I think you bring it to just the real person who is incorporating it into their life right now. So I appreciate that. Thank you for being that. That's no, that is my goal. That's the name of our yoga school. It's yoga for everybody. I truly believe it can help every single body. And so I'm glad that that comes through. Wow. That's awesome, Claudia. Yes, absolutely. 100%. I mean, that's what I, in fact, even before we started recording, I was like, this is so wonderful to, I mean, you're just, you're like the real person, you know, and I, I love the authenticity and the transparency of your story and just the genuine uh, desire to, to, further the message of yoga to more people. So thank you so much for joining me, Jennifer. I love this. Thank you to your husband. And uh, yeah, I will uh, definitely be following you. What's up and coming for you in 2020 and where can people find you? I know you mentioned you do some virtual classes too. So let's get all that out here. Sure, sure. So we are, if you want to find us and you're in the Chattanooga area, it's thriveyogaandwellness.com. And I do have an online platform. It's thrive online. And for all of your listeners, I will, um, get, I'll create like a web page. It'll be thrive yoga and wellness.com forward slash mindful wellness. And that will be a link that they can click and they can get one month free inside the thrive online. It's a, it's a physical yoga practice. It's not as there will no, there will not be any, you are a tree. It'll, there will be, <laughs> there will be, all right, let's get into this lunge and maybe we're going to make our bottom sore. So, cause that's just how I get squirrels to calm down. So for your listeners, it'll be, um, thrive yoga and wellness forward slash. And what is it? Mindful, mindful wellness, excuse me. And then they can get one month free, um, of the thrive online if they want to, and then they can come experience it. And then that's, that's going on live now. I just hope to continue building it into the future. 
I love that. Thank you so much for that offer to our listeners. I will include all the links in the show notes. And um, I just kind of love you. Thanks, Jennifer, for coming on. Thank you, Claudia. It was good to see you and good to talk to you. And thanks for having me. I'll be honest, yoga used to kind of scare me. Like I thought you truly needed to have a very in-depth understanding and skill set to be able to really hold your own in that realm. So I am so thankful for people like Jennifer to bring this to the everyday person like me. I could not be more grateful to Jennifer for sharing her insights and sharing a free month with all of you to her online program. Just a slight correction, it's thriveyogaandwellness.com slash mindingwellness. I believe she said mindful wellness, but no worries. It's mindingwellness, and I will have that link in the show notes for you in case you miss it in this episode while you're listening. So thank you, Jennifer, for sharing a month free and all of your wonderful insights. I so appreciate it, and I know our listeners will love it enjoy. Happy holidays to you and your family. And I'll see you here again next week.